The Minnesota Deer Hunters Association is your conservation organization. The mission is to protect the future of wild deer and deer hunting through habitat, education, advocacy, and legislation. Since 1985, MDHA has restored and or acquired and donated over 75,000 acres of public lands, sent over 15,000 youth through summer camps for hunter education and firearm safety, and represented your voice at the Capitol on hunting and conservation issues. MDHA's Hides for Habitat program recycles your harvested deer hide into quality habitat around Minnesota. To date, MDHA has collected over 1 million donated deer hides, raising over $5.9 million to preserve, enhance, and restore your public lands. To find Find an orange hide drop box near you or join your local chapter, visit mndeerhunters.com and join MDHA in protecting the future of deer and deer hunting in Minnesota. As hunters and conservationists, it's our responsibility to give back to the landscape we rely on. There's no better way to do that than join and support the Minnesota Deer Hunters Association. Visit mndeerhunters.com today. This episode of the Flush Podcast is brought to you by Federal Ammunition, Onyx Hunt, Walton's, Nutrisource Pet Foods, Aluma Trailers, and by North Dakota Tourism. My guest today is Miles Nelson from Nutrisource Pet Foods. Miles and I will be talking bird dog nutrition and how to help your dog run at their best throughout a rigorous hunting season. Welcome to another episode of the Flush Podcast. My name is Travis Frank. I'm your host. Brandon Martin, as always, is a producer. And today, Miles Nelson from Nutrisource Pet Foods is our guest on the show. Miles, welcome to the Flush Podcast. I believe this is your first appearance. Is that correct? That's correct, Travis. And thank you for having me on. I, I'm really excited about this. Well, I'm excited to have you. Every time I talk to you, we, we run into each other a lot um, during the trade show season because you're a busy man. Um, you cover a lot of territory, but, uh, your job at Nutrisource, uh, takes you to like pheasant fest and game fair and different, uh, events where you're helping people understand dog food and nutrition. And you and I get into a lot of conversations where we kind of go digging into, you know, how to really help our dogs out during the hunting season. We get asked a lot on this show, about food and uh, do you change up uh, the foods that you feed and and you know when to feed your dog and how to help them get through a hunting season without losing weight and you know like I, I could go on and on about the different questions so I I feel like you know I would say we're close to a hundred percent of our listeners have bird dogs um, and everybody has to feed their dog and everybody wants to get their dog through the hunting season as best as possible and keep them running at their peak performance. So I think our topic of conversation is going to be very helpful for our listeners today. So I appreciate you making the time. Um, let's start with this, Miles. Uh, you work at Nutrisource Pet Foods. How long have you been there? And what is your role at the company? So this is pretty fun, um, Travis, because my uncle Tuffy actually started this company. So I've been around Tuffy's Dog Food since 1961. <laughs> The long oh, time wow. and pretty much focusing on selling just uh, Nutrisource dog food for the last 20 years. So I've seen the pet food industry change and it's very exciting because the new 
uh, nutritionally dense product that we make up here in Perm um, is very healthy for our pets and learning how the minerals uh, have progressed in a, in a good way so we have healthier pets that live longer. I mean, this is just all exciting about what we do at, at Nutrisource. Do you ever imagine that the company would grow into what it's become today? I mean, how long is it? 60 years ago or, or when did it start? 50 years ago? Well, yeah, I, I'm, my uncle Tuffy started this. It was a bird hatchery and a small feed mill and it's just changed and grown. And, and once uh, Charlie and Kenny um, built a new facility in here in Perm, it's just grown unbelievably. And this Nutrisource product is, is a, headline of our um, business right now or the the PowerPoint they might say uh, the strength of our business so uh, Nutrisource has been a fantastic super premium food and and um, we're excited to uh, use and sell the product obviously yeah well you have uh, you have hunting dogs as well and you're a, a hunter so do you feel like you being a hunter yourself, um, helps you to understand the needs that bird dog owners have? Well, for sure. And, and I've been raising dogs and, and hunting hard upland and waterfall. And, and I see these dogs, um, they're athletes, you know, and we need to support their muscles and things to keep them uh, at a performance level that we require uh, when we're hunting. And I know you have fantastic dogs and we want that dog to go out there and point and retrieve and swim and and not get injured because of lack of nutrition, you know, and things like that. So very important. Yeah. Uh, what do you have for dogs right now? So I have one lab right now. He's five years old and um, his name is Gunner and he's a nutball. He just loves retrieving geese. The bigger the bird, the happier he is. And <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, he's just so much fun and and uh, has so much energy. It's I just love being around him. I, you mentioned before we hit record here that you're heading to Aberdeen to hunt pheasants here in a couple of days, but you've been on the road a lot this fall. Uh, we originally were going to have this conversation, I think back in September or October, but just our schedules could not align and you've been hunting and traveling and you just have a lot going on there. But any highlights from your hunting season this year or, or moments with Gunner that just stand out for you? So when... When we're hunting ducks and uh, duck dives and that dog goes underwater after that duck and that just brings chills to me. I mean, it's just unbelievable how smart, I don't know how they figure that out, but that's just one of the things that it's just uh, really exciting to watch. And then to make those long retrieves on geese when you wing one and they go a half mile away and he can follow that bird and, and bring them back and he does that multiple times, you really wear those dogs down and and that's why we have to be so careful in keeping them hydrated and, and fed properly. Mm -hmm. Well, there's obviously a, a variety of different dog foods that are available through Nutrisource. And um, I think sometimes, you know, when I'm listening to you talk with people at a lot of these shows, I mean, the information that you share with them is, is just important. So let's, let's dig into some of that. First of all, um, what, what is your title at Nutrisource now? And, um, you know, like, what does that look like on a normal day-to-day -day basis for you? So I'm a regional sales manager. And right now I work in, I, I work probably half of Minnesota, North Dakota, part of Montana. And 
three quarters of South Dakota. So I get to see a lot of good hunting area. <laughs> yeah, you're in prime bird country. Good yeah. man. <laughs> and you're I based out of Perm, right? Yes. Yep. I'm based out of Perm. So that's really nice. So when I need product for shows and, and uh, I need technical help, I have it, you know, in the next office over. So that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're at a show and, and people come up, what's the number one question that you get asked? So a, lo- a lot of people are concerned about um, the weight of their dog and that might be overweight or underweight, you know? Um, so to get them on the correct diet for the time of the year is really important. And, you know, like my gunner during the off season, I'll feed them an adult or a weight management type food with, with less fat um, in it. And then during hunting season, when I'm working them hard, um, we like to feed performance and it helps that dog re- rebound. And with the good minerals that we have in our food and our good for life system, uh, those muscles can respond so he can hunt every day hard. So it's um, there's so many variables in all these different breeds of dogs and we suggest switching protein sources, of course, Travis, from time to time, too, and that keeps that gut healthy. And um, there's so many recipes for each different breed and all these different dogs uh, to make them perform better and stay healthy. It's There's a lot of variables. How do you get somebody on the right food then? Because obviously different breeds, different activity levels, there's not just a one size fits all, right? Right. And and that's why I like attending these shows and we can get samples into the consumer's hand. And so they can take that home and try it with their pet. And at our retailers, they have samples available in most stores as well, where the customers can ask for them and they can get them in for them. Um, the, you know, once a pet has tried our product, um, it just feeds so well that, and it's very, very consistent. Um, it, the pet will tell them that's what they want, I guess. But what are they looking for um, in their dog that lets them know, yes, this is the right food for my dog and I'm, you know, given the right, like Daisy eats the performance and, um, you know, depending on the season, we may jump up to super performance, but I never go less than performance with the, the protein levels in that, the fat. Um, and because she's just active year round. We don't really have a complete off season. Now, hunting season, she'll do 25 to 35 miles in a day running. So obviously her level of energy goes way up. Um, But even during the off season, she's still running miles every single day. So that's, that's what works really well for her. But that's not the case for every dog. Some dogs aren't that active, right? So how do they, how do they really land on a food that you can say, yes, this is correct for my dog. So like, you know, I've had friends that have um, very friendly pets that get to go hunting maybe five or six days of the year. So what do you do? Do you, do I need to buy a bag of performance for those five or six days? I recommend that they increase the calorie count by adding a can of food or, you know, using our raw bites with our element uh, freeze dried product, which is a, you know, 40% protein, 30% fat. And we can enhance the palatability with using products like kombucha so the dog will eat more. Our dogs have a tendency to, you know, your dogs, when you hunt them hard, they don't, they probably don't want to eat very much. 
um, cause they just want to hunt, hunt, hunt and getting those calories back in that dog in the evening when we're done hunting is really important. So you don't necessarily have to switch to a performance if you're not going to hunt that much, but, um, you're probably going to want to add a can, uh, to that diet to get that dog to get more calories in their system. Yeah. A couple of tips that I've touched on several times on this podcast over the last couple of months. Uh, the kombucha is always with me on hunting trips. It's not necessarily my dog that needs it or um, needs to be enticed to eat when we're hunting, but sometimes other dogs in the group might just be so, um, I don't know, like you mentioned, they don't want to eat because of the the hunt. They're just so jacked up from it. You put a little bit of that on there and then just the aroma um, softens the food a little bit and all of a sudden they just devour their bowl. I do it just because I like what's in the kombucha just to help her recover after, like I mentioned, you know, 20, 30 or more miles in a day through some of that cover. She's beat up. Um, but I'll also bring a can or two of wet food along just because, you know, you just want to get that dog that might not want to eat. Um, you you want to get them started, right? Once they start eating, if they don't want to eat, then they'll usually finish whatever's in the bowl. So those are two little things that I think are um, important to bring along because you might be on a road trip for six, eight, 10 days, and all of a sudden you've got a dog that just doesn't want to eat, and that can change things in a hurry for you. So it's a very uh, uh, small thing to throw into your vehicle that can make a big difference. Is there anything beyond that that you would recommend for a well, dog that doesn't want to eat when they're hunting or am I doing the wrong thing there? No, I think you're, you're exactly right. And, and we know that hydration is so important with our, our dogs. And what I do when I'm in my decoy spreads out in the big fields up in Saskatchewan is we have a bucket of water out in the field with, for our dogs to drink anytime they, that we can get them to drink after retrieves and stuff. And I do enhance that water with the kombucha and you keep that dog hydrated just like us and we can perform better, walk further and hunt all day. So um, doing the extra, I like to put, if I'm going to walk a lot for upland um, with my water bottles, I'll put some kombucha in that water. So it's more palatable and that dog, it'll keep his interest when he's drinking and we can keep him hydrated, you know, or her um, as we're hunting all day. That's actually something I've never done before. Interesting. So you just put it right in your water bottle. Is it I, safe for if I drink some? Is that a bad thing? <laughs> you know, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, because I we share water bottles all the time. And, oh. you know, so I've got the water pouches on my vest and I've got the bottles in there. I've never put the kombucha in the water it's always just been in her food after the hunt huh yeah i that's how i actually you know i've taught dogs to drink out of bottles um they didn't like drinking out of a bottle so i would use milk mm -hmm. um to teach them how to do that because they love milk and they'll and once you get them drinking the milk out of the bottle it was easy for them to switch to water interesting so you could do the same thing during uh, training a pup interesting mm -hmm. there are a lot of dogs out there that i'm, I'm always so there's a couple different schools of thought here, you know, like you get, you see, so I hunt with a lot of people and different dogs and I'm, I'm always learning and or making mental notes and things like that. But I'm amazed at how many people bring like a little soft sided bowl. And when they're hunting, they set it out and then, you know, they have to pour the water in the bowl and then the dog comes up and eats it or drinks in the middle of the hunt. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, my dog won't drink out of a bottle. 
And then there's these old school guys that I know. I'm not going to name names, but they, I ask them about it and they're like, when your dog's thirsty, it'll drink out of the bottle. You don't need right. to, you don't need to encourage that kind of behavior. And so I've just used that same mentality. Like, all right, dog's going to drink out of the water when she's thirsty or out of the bottle, the way that I'm giving it to her. I'm not going to go out of my way and carry a water dish along with when we're hunting. Um, but I think, you know, putting some of that kombucha in there or something with that extra added flavor that they crave just kind of gets them over that really quickly. Uh, good tip for puppies, right? Right, exactly. And the other thing too, Travis, and, and you know this too, that we don't really want those dogs drinking that slew water out there. There's yeah. a lot of, you know, the, the dogs will get an upset stomach and, and uh, can get sick from different parasites and whatnot. So if we can keep them hydrated, with the water and kombucha that we carry along with us, it's just a lot safer for that dog too. So how much can you put in a, in a bottle of water? Well, I just, I just squirt some in there, probably three or four tablespoons, you know, I'm going to guess. And it doesn't take much to, to help that flavor and, and smell, you know, so uh, they love drinking it then. If you're looking for an awesome bird hunting adventure, then now is a great time to head to the state of North Dakota. Why? Well, this year, the state of North Dakota has reported that pheasant counts are up 61% from last year. The sharp-tailed grouse numbers are up 116%. And get this, the Hungarian partridge numbers have tied an all-time high that comes in at 200% above last year. I've already hunted in North Dakota this season. And I've seen these bird numbers for myself. Water levels are also up, which means the total number of wetlands are up. 76% above the long-term average. The state's breeding duck index was the 23rd highest on record this year. 39% above the long-term average at 3.4 million. All of these numbers mean that there are more ducks, more geese, pheasants, sharpies, and Hungarian partridge on the landscape. In North Dakota, you can experience an epic waterfowl hunter in the peak of the fall migration and have the best upland hunt of your life all in the same day. I know this because I've done it myself. Start planning your world-class hunt in North Dakota at hellond.com. If you're an active outdoorsman or woman on the go, then odds are good that you have toys and equipment that you need to haul. Well, our friends at Aluma Trailers, they've got you covered. Their trailers are built by a hardworking team in Bancroft, Iowa, right here in the good old USA. They have models for all of your hauling needs, from ATV and UTV trailers to utility, snowmobile, motorcycle, car trailers, and even fully enclosed trailers like mine. Trust me when I say that Aluma Trailers tow gear like a dream. Their trailers are constructed out of lightweight, strong, corrosion-resistant aluminum, and they are 100% maintenance-free. Plus, they come with an industry-best five-year warranty. Visit alumaklm.com to find a trailer that fits your needs. The Onyx Hunt app is one of the most valuable hunting tools that I take into the field every day, and now that app is available in our vehicles. Yep, Onyx did it. They launched Apple CarPlay. That means when you plug your phone into your vehicle, you now have the option to open up the Onyx app right on the dash of your hunting rig. No more holding your phone while driving, which is obviously dangerous, and you get all of the same layers on your vehicle dash that you get on your phone. You can see the aerial view of your location while driving down the road, just like you'd see if you're using your own maps 
Apps, Waze, or Google Maps. Except now you can find out if the properties around you are open to the public. The landowner's name that owns the land. And if you're in North Dakota, you can see if that land is posted without even touching your phone. To use this feature, simply make sure your Onyx app is up to date. And if you're not an iPhone user, don't worry. Onyx is currently working on the same platform for Android phones too. Apple CarPlay, the latest incredible feature from Onyx Hunt. Always know where you stand and now where you drive with Onyx Hunt. You mentioned um, the Good for Life system or the full circle feeding program that you guys have. Can you explain the full circle feeding plan and then the benefits of using it? So full circle feeding, um, we came up with, you know, of course you pick a a kibble product. It can be a Nutrisource or Element or Pure Vita. and then we suggest switching protein sources from time to time. So you can go from a turkey to a chicken to a beef and then incorporate um, some fun things at mealtime for your dog, like adding some canned food from time to time. And then use the kombucha to, um, if you have dogs that, and I have some friends that have dogs that like to go off feed once in a while. And if you enhance that um, with the kombucha, They'll, they'll keep eating. You know, we need to get those good calories into those dogs to keep them healthy. And when you combine that with our treats that have health benefits from Nutrisource as well, um, that's our full circle feeding program. What about somebody that says, I don't want to change up the food because it's working really well. And I don't want to disrupt anything in their diet. Um, you know, if I change protein sources, it may affect the dog. I don't want to risk it. Um, what do you say to that? You know, I think that's okay. Personally, I don't switch my dog around a ton, but I do just to see how he's going to react. Um, if your dog is doing great on one protein source, just keep feeding that protein source. And that way, if your dog would maybe come up with an allergy or have a health issue, um, I had a dog that that got injured and had to take a lot of antibiotics to get better. And it changed that dog. So it, it's developed allergies because of the antibiotics that it went, went through its system. So I had to switch protein sources. So if there's so many variables um, on pet food, but if you have a good Nutrisource food that works good for your dog and you're happy with it and uh, just stay with it. So I've, I've heard different stories and I bet you've heard, too many to share, but uh, one interesting one that I heard from somebody uh, at Pheasant Fest last year, he said that his dog had a lot of seizures and the vet couldn't necessarily figure out what it was, his vet, um, but he ultimately kept switching foods to see if the, anything would help. And he he came up and he's like, I switched to Nutrisource, the performance uh I think it was a chicken and rice. And he said, my dog has not had a seizure since. And it's been over a year or something like that. I think he said, um, you know, is there, is it just as simple as having a food ingredients that can be all the difference for an individual, individual dog? Yeah. There's, there's so many variables with these dogs now. Um, it's really hard to, diagnose other than with trial and error with feeding different protein sources and things like that. Um, 
you know, I have a lot of dog owners that like to feed lamb and rice because if they have like a bulldog, they said they have better breath and less tearing and less ear issues when they feed lamb and rice. So there's so many variables, Travis, that um, that's why this is a fun business to be in. And we make a lot of really good foods with different protein sources to make our pet owners happy. So, um, yeah, it's just very interesting. You know, 60 years ago, we didn't have trout and we didn't have um, seafood select and things like that. So this is very interesting seeing how this business has changed. Well, right. I mean, and everybody wants to make sure they're giving their dog healthy food. Um, you know, a lot of times people look at a price tag on a bag and that's how they make their decision. Not everybody chooses to go that route. Um, you know, one thing that I have heard from a lot of people and I don't have experience with this because Daisy's only eaten, uh, Nutrisource. So, Mm -hmm. um, I know friends that have fed other brands and then when they did switch over, they were just amazed that they didn't have to feed as much. And I don't know if there's just, you know, more protein packed into the smaller amount, but they said it cut down the amount of food that they had to feed. So instead of, you know, maybe it was three cups a day, they were down to two cups a day, which obviously, you know, you get a big bag of food. It adds up when you're, you're not digging into there quite as much. Is that a, a common thing? And why would that it, be? It is, it is very common with, with our product because we have a nutritionally dense product. So there's a lot of calories in that kibble. And so like in your performance food, there's 488 kcals per cup. And, and what that tells us is how much usable energy there is in that cup of food. And it gives you something to go by and you can compare another food that you're feeding that maybe only had 400 kcals per cup. So that's where you get more calories per cup and you can feed less. Interesting. So a lot of, a lot of times we get this question, you get it too. Um, when do you feed your dog during hunting season? Now I feed my dog at night and I do that because I want to avoid any risk of twisted stomach when we're out hunting. Uh, is that your recommendation too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, when we're hunting a lot of waterfall and stuff. We're getting up really early in the morning and, and we get, we have the luxury of maybe getting done a little earlier than hunting pheasants in the afternoons probably. So when, when we're done hunting, I get the, cap- the calories into my dog and make sure he's hydrated. And it might take several feedings, Travis, that dog, is so tight from running and performing all day, um, they might not want to eat a cup and a half of food right away. So you just feed them maybe a half a cup and hydrate it. Um, that's the other thing that I re- really am in, impressed with is feeding hydrated food. Or in, We learned that from our sled dog people, Travis, that we work with, and they feed everything hydrated. So uh, those athletic dogs, you just can't keep them um, you know, hydrated enough. So when you say hydrated, are you floating the food, just putting water um, in the bowl? So I put it like a cup of food and then I'll put a couple cups of water in there and leave it sit for about, you know, 20 minutes and then give it to my dog. And he actually loves it because it, it makes its own gravy really, you know, and, and um, they love it. Gotcha. Do you do that every, all year long? All year. Yep. The other thing is, you know, with winter coming on, I, I don't feel like we keep our dogs hydrated enough in the winter. And that's another reason that I do that because they burn a lot of calories staying warm too when we're playing with them outside and 
and my dogs love being outside in the wintertime. Um, so it's important to make sure they're hydrated all year round. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you don't think about it because a dog isn't necessarily panting as much right. in the heat. So they're not coming back for water because of the heat, but they're still running just as much. So they just aren't as interested in drinking. At least mine isn't when we're out there hunting. Is there anything I can do to help her in those, you know, hunts or just kind of, she'll tell me when she needs it. Yeah. And I, you know, I like to just stop and take a break and let the dogs drink, you know, every half hour depends on how warm it is and how many birds we're chasing and all. There's so many variables, but you just about can't give them enough water when you're hunting them hard. So I think we touched on this already. Maybe I didn't ask it yet, but, um, when when do you recommend people that hunt, you know, you mentioned the dog that maybe hunts five days a year and the owner maybe doesn't have to switch to the different protein fat levels. But like for my dog, let's say she's going to hunt, I don't know, 60 days or 70 days or something like that. And those days are typically going to be pretty grueling. So from September through December, we're hunting a lot and um, hunting hard. At what point would you recommend switching over to from performance to super performance and why? Well, I guess what, what I like to tell people and, and keep an eye on your dog, if your dog is maintaining its weight as hard as you're hunting it and just by adding some extra food to the diet, maybe from three cups to three and a half cups, um, if your dog can maintain its weight uh, during hunting season, you're feeding the right food and doing the right things. If, if you're seeing that dog um, get a little bit too slim, um, then you might want to switch to a super performance. But I, I think you're doing the right thing, Travis, with your dog and feeding performance. And then, uh, like we talk about adding um, a flavor enhancer for palatability with the kombucha or canned food to help that dog get more calories. Can you harm a dog by going to, uh, you know, by going to the super performance? And what would happen if the dog doesn't actually need that? What are you going to see in that dog? Well, uh, from experience, uh, I'm not a veterinarian, but uh, from experience, we don't want to, it's just like us. We don't want to eat too much fat and, uh, you know, it's hard on our bodies. And if the dog is not active enough and we feed them that much fat, they're going to, they're going to put on some weight in a hurry. And we don't want our dogs that way either. Um, so there's some things that we work with, you know, with your veterinarian and, and that when it comes to switching uh, to a super performance and get, you know, better recommendations. Gotcha. So a lot of dog trainers that I've talked to over the years and veterinarians will say that the vast majority of dogs in America are overweight. <laughs> Do you agree with that? Yes, exactly. And we love to feed our dogs. We love to give them treats. And we just need to, um, like ourselves, watch what we're, we're eating and watch our intake. Um, I, like, I know that my dog performs way better when, when he sits and looks like an hourglass he, he's that's he's just athletic and he does really well and and I work with some trainers and stuff and they want those dogs looking like that if you get them too fleshy just like me I can't chase those pheasants around all day like I want to so right, right. um I just have to be careful not stop at Dairy Queen and get blizzards 
(laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, we can spoil our dogs, obviously. And after a long hunt, a lot of people like to, you know, give their dog a few extra treats too. But is it bad to throw a cheeseburger in the mouth of a dog after a long day of hunting? And, you know, what else can you give them instead to just thank the dog for the hard work they've put in? You know that I, I would give my dog, um, nutritional treats or the freeze dried for a reward rather than a cheeseburger, because you have those minerals that support muscle stress. And I just, you know, if we were running a track meet and, um, got done, I don't think we'd go eat a big cheeseburger right away. Um, we need to maintain that muscle with good minerals and protein and fat and things like that. The recovery is so important. And I think, you know, I've had this question come in a lot. How do I help my dog recover? Because sometimes my dog, and this, I'm, not, I'm just using this as an example. Sometimes my dog is just so worn out that I, I feel bad hunting them the next day. How do I help my dog recover faster? That's a very common question that we get asked. What do you recommend for that? You know, I think we go back to hydration there, uh, Travis. Keeping that dog hydrated more when you're hunting them, maybe give them a break a little bit more often because they'll, you know, these good hunting dogs, these high-speed dogs, they don't have any quit in them until they'll just tip right over almost, you know. So we got to be careful um, how much we use them and, and then feed them great food like this performance with all these good minerals and vitamins in there from Altex. So, um that's that's why I recommend. And some of the guys that compete that feed our food tell me that when they're feeding performance with these competitive dogs, that their dogs perform better the second and third days in these trials. Um, it keeps them mentally sharper when they feel better too. And, you know, that's when we're very competitive with some of these dogs, feeding nutritional, I mean, this Nutrisource with these good nutritional um, ingredients in there is very important. I... I know you you work with Nutrisource. We we both know there are other companies out there that make dog food. Um, you know, why does one company make a, a you know like why doesn't everyone just make we know what's best for our dog? Let's all make the same thing. Why is it not always that way? Well, I think because there's so many varieties of dogs and different nutritional needs in these different breeds of dogs and and. I kind of go to my old farming background. If you ask 10 farmers that grow corn, you might get 10 different answers on how to grow corn the best. So um, I don't know if that's hundred percent the best analogy, but um, <laughs> we have different opinions and there's different needs just like us. I think their chemistries are different and um, there's just a lot of different things that happen with these dogs genetically. And, you know, and so we, that's the way we have all, all these different, you know, protein sources and, and whatnot. So when you're at these shows and, and people talk to you, I mean, they're interested in helping their dog reach their full potential, right? We all want the best for our dogs. Have you heard some stories that just like make you say, holy cow, I'm really glad that I've given the opportunity to help somebody get the most out of their dog or wow stories from anybody that's come up to you and say, my dog was, not doing well or very sick and now very healthy or anything that stands out to you over the years of working with so many people? 
You know, and I, I think that working at Game Fair and I get to talk to these people and there's so many lab people coming through there and feeding good food and and getting the right dogs that have healthy bloodlines and things like that. The longevity is a big thing. And, you know, my gunner, I hope he lives to 14. My last dog lived to just about 14 and on a lab. And I think that's really good. And, you know, with your pointing dogs, you know, I think longevity is even better with them. So if we can keep the dogs in the field longer or or in our houses longer, and that's just a big thing, feeding good food to keep our dogs as long as we can. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, it's, it's obviously crucial to us as hunters to have a dog that's out there doing our best. I take it for granted because it's worked for me. You know, what I've been doing has worked for me. So I don't think too much about it. To me, it's just, this is what I do, you know, and I'm amazed that Daisy can run, you know, 150 miles in thick, nasty cover. And yeah, she's tired at the end of the day, but she still wants to go more than anything. Um, You know, like we'll be on day four and we're heading back to the truck and she'll false point because she sees the truck and she doesn't want the hunt to yeah. end. And I'm like, how do you still have it in you? You look like you can barely walk. You're bloody. You're cut up. You know, you've got scars on your legs, your face, everything. And you still want to go. It's just amazing. amazing it? it is amazing, you know, and she'll, she'll lay around and, and curl up in a ball and rest up because she knows, Hey, I want to be ready for the moment. Dad says we get to go hunt again. I just, I, like I said, miles, I think I just take it for granted because I've not had any issues. And to me, that's a testament that I'm giving her what she needs. Right. Right. The flush so fast. It hardly seems real. So vivid. The moment freezes in time before erupting in a blur of spurs and feathers. It's why we change the way upland loads are built with Prairie Storm. Exclusive flight control FlexWad technology and a mix of copper-plated lead and flight stopper pellets combine to create dense, deadly shot strings through any choke. Longer shots, more power, fewer missed birds. Only from Federal. Now is a great time to make the most of all that tasty meat you harvested. Maybe it's time to try a new recipe, sprinkle on a new seasoning, or make your own jerky and sausage. Trust me, it's not that hard to do, and it can be fun for the whole family. It doesn't matter what you harvested or what you want to prepare with it. Walton's has you covered. Walton's has everything but the meat. That's their motto. Walton's.com has everything, and I mean everything you need to process and prepare your meat. Plus, they have an online community called Meatgistics that's full of recipes and meat processing information. The sky's the limit, my friends. You don't have to be a pro to cook like one. Head to Waltons.com today and enjoy meat processing season. Thankfully, it's a season that never ends. A healthy dog is a happy dog, and a dog's optimal health ultimately starts with an optimal diet. That's why I trust Nutrisource Performance Dog Food to keep Daisy healthy and running to her full potential. Nutrisource now has a full circle feeding plan that can help your dog achieve their full potential too. The full circle feeding plan revolves around their entire lineup of Nutrisource dog foods that contain their good for life system. The Nutrisource good for life system is packed with probiotics, 
prebiotics, and proprietary minerals that work together to support your dog's heart health and gut health. By combining this system and all of their dry foods and wet foods, you can rotate carbs and proteins like chicken, beef, fish, and lamb to meet and exceed your dog's needs and accelerate their natural desire to eat. Plus, their toppers like kombucha add even more health benefits for our dogs. Learn more about Nutrisource dog foods and the benefits of their full-circle feeding plans at NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Is there be any point that or any signs from a dog that I would want to look at and say, ah, I need to make a change? Like, is it what you see in the poop or in the dog's coat um, that would suggest, hey, I got to do something different here? Well, on one of my last labs, when he got to be about 10 years old, I had to switch him to a senior food. And he got more bounce in his step then. And I think some of our, our senior dogs, sometimes we feed him too much fat and it might slow him down. So that's something to keep an eye on on our older dogs and um, help them keep you know more active and so they can go hunting with us more. Typically, when would somebody switch to a senior food? And what is in it that that's different, that benefits an older dog? Well, in the senior food, you know, you have, you probably have less fat. So instead of feeding a 16 or 18 or 20% fat, you're, you're down to a 12% fat typically, or maybe even 10. Um, you know, and I just don't think that those senior dogs can utilize that much fat. So um, it's just like, with humans, I mean, we need less calories as we get older, I think. And maybe we don't, aren't as active. So, you know, we just have to watch what we feed them. And work with your vet on that too. They're, they can tell more on, on when you should switch that food too. Gotcha. What, you mentioned the freeze-dried bites. What's in them that's healthy for a dog? So, the you know, the first ingredient is a meat on, on our freeze-dried. Freeze um, and then with the... The, the minerals and vitamins that are in there, and especially the minerals here, um, they're all chelated minerals or proteinated minerals, so they're readily available and, and help that maintain muscle health and, and that kind of thing. So I just think our ingredients are very good and they're very palatable. My dogs love them. When you open that bag, they're standing at attention. They want that product. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Hmm. Um, oh, I was I going to ask? Shoot. Oh, how long does it take for a dog's body to process the food that we give them? That's a good question. Nobody's ever asked me that, Travis. Really? See, yeah. and I think it's important to, or it's something worth considering because I've heard veterinarians talk about this before in the question of, you know, when to feed a dog during the hunt. You know, you and I both agree that we're going to feed them in the evening post hunt. Um, and I've heard veterinarians say, it takes 12 to 18 hours for the food that they eat to work through their body to give them the nutrition that they need to keep on going. So if somebody says, I want to feed my dog before the hunt the morning of to give them that extra little energy boost, it may actually not be doing that, according to some of these veterinarians that I've talked to and, and heard from. So that's why I ask, and I didn't know if you had any insight into that two miles, because if the goal is to give them energy that day, well, then you did it the night before, right? You, right. you did then, it by feeding them that full meal and giving them everything post-hunt that gets them ready for the next day. 
Um, the other thing too, Travis is, is I'll feed my dog at three or four o'clock in the morning because I know I have a few hours before he's going to be making retrieves mm-hmm. and I don't worry about a twisted gut at that point. So, um, there again, I would talk to a vet to, to double check on, you know, can I feed my dog if we're going to go on a hunting trip at three or four in the morning and he's going to start retrieving at seven or eight. And I haven't had any problems with that. Okay. All right. That's well, fair for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- like I said, what I'm doing is work. So I like to stick with it. I do realize that my dog will get older and there will be adjustments that I'll have to make. Um, also adding a new puppy into, uh, into the equation here soon, maybe, uh, will change things around a little bit too. Um, you know, as far as a puppy, you know, what do you recommend people start their dog out on right away? Uh, what's the progression for you on how you go from the tiny little bundle that you bring home at six, eight weeks to a hunter that's out in the field, um, with the rest of the dogs, what's the progression you recommend? So what I see is, is we start our, do- our puppies on our puppy food and we recommend from 12 to 18 months. And depending on the breed, like some of your smaller pointing dogs, you might want to use a small medium breed puppy food. But for our labs and our bigger hunting dogs, we want to use that large breed puppy. So they grow at the rate that is recommended so we don't have hip problems and things like that. So you know, and then after that 12 months to 18 months and switch them over to an adult food, or um, if you have a really active dog and competitive dogs, then go right to a performance. Well, you mentioned having problems, hips and things like that. That's where I, I kind of wonder. A lot of people are like, it's dog food, just feed them the food and that's it. Like they don't necessarily um, research what can happen. Can you explain the reasons why you feed puppy, you know, small breed puppy or large breed puppy food and what that body is doing as it's growing those first few months? Well, certainly like we, you know, the chemistry of these different sized dogs is all different. So I think the smaller dogs need that higher protein and fat um, rather than that large dog. If they have too much fat, uh, it puts too much pressure on their joints as they're growing and they'll get too big um, from what I understand. Um that's so, as simple as that, or is there well, more to it? Yeah, and I, there, I, it's hard to say, uh, Travis, and, and I want to say something that might be wrong here, so I don't, I don't know the exact answer for every dog. So, sure, um, there's so many variables, and you work with your vet on that, and and watch your dog grow, you know, and and if you think the dog is too heavy or too fleshy, then cut back on feed. Um, you know, we have recommendations on our bags to follow, to help people that are really good. So, uh, there's just so many variables. Sure. I don't know if that helped much. I I think it does. I mean, I know you have to be careful because you don't want to give somebody the wrong advice and I'll take responsibility if something was incorrect. So I apologize right now, but I, you know, you've just got so much real world experience. So, I mean, you can't speak to every breed, but you know, you've got a puppy and you know, you and I both feed in the evening post hunt, uh, but with a puppy, let's say an eight-month-old dog, seven-month-old dog, you want to take that dog out hunting and running and put miles on. I mean, my dog, Jeepers, when she was seven months old, she wanted to run 60 miles a day. Obviously, she needs a lot of uh, energy in her system to be able to do that. But um, you also don't want the twisted stomach, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. So the the reality is a puppy you want to feed throughout the day several times, smaller 
uh, feedings each time. But then you run the risk. Do you say, well, do I wait and do it all in the evening? You know, there's so much growth that's happening in that young dog that the nutrition levels need to maintain multiple feedings throughout the day. Do you have to stick with that? Or do you just say, you know what? This dog, she's going to get it all post hunt because I just don't want to risk the twisted stomach. Well, when when I hunted with my puppies, I I didn't feed them just one feeding, Travis, you know, so I would start with a small portion and maybe give that dog three portions, maybe through the whole evening, you know, right away when you get out of the field at dark and then again at midnight and then maybe again at three or four o'clock in the morning to get those calories back in that dog. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good advice. Um, lastly, we touched on the kombucha, but what is actually in it that makes it healthy for a dog or beneficial? So the, it's, of course, it's a bone broth. You know, we have a beef bone broth and a turkey bone broth and a chicken bone broth. And with that, um, it contains a postbiotics and also, um, you know, different proteins, I guess only 4% protein, but um, just the palatability to help that dog stay hydrated and with a postbiotics to help that gut stay healthy too during stressful times is very important. Mm -hmm. The good for life system promotes, you know, the healthy heart and gut. And really that's, that's very important. Is there, can you explain the good for life system and how it is in all of your foods and why it allows you to switch up without having issues with the dog? So I think with the biomass and the lactosac that we have in that product, it maintains gut health with the prebiotics and postbiotics. Um, we have Bioplex in there for skin and coat support and then Cellplex for brain function support. So we keep that gut healthy and the dog can absorb the good minerals and, and ingredients that we have in our food, you know, so they can absorb what they need to get through the day and, and maintain that muscle and things like that. Excellent. Well, any, if you had to give somebody one piece of advice to help their dog out to maintain for hunting season, uh, through long seasons, but just to have a happy dog, what, what's the best piece of advice you could give somebody? Well, don't miss so they can retrieve something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just, I would feed, you know, the best food that you can. And uh, I, believe that we make fantastic food and maintain a good quality food for that dog and keep an eye on it. And if you see that dog losing some weight, get more calories into it, but maintaining, um, taking care of your dog and feeding him great food. It's a key to that dog's longevity and and overall health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we hope everybody has healthy dogs right now. We know that we're in the heart of hunting season. There's a lot of dogs curled up right now trying to recover from grueling hunts. Um, hopefully, they took a, a few thoughts, ideas um, to maybe help with their dog. That might get them through. If people have questions, send them my way. There's also um, information that they can learn about on NutrisourcePetFoods.com. You can look at each individual food option. Um, like I said, you know, I mean, I've just had really, really good luck with the performance blend. A lot of my friends have told me the exact same thing, which makes me feel really good knowing that 
I'm giving my dog something that's working really well for them. They're doing the exact same thing and they're seeing the results. So it makes me feel good. And I imagine, Miles, it makes you feel good too. Yes, very much so. And and we're very proud of the product that we make here. And, you know, being family owned, it makes it even more special to me. And, um, and we care a lot about everybody's dogs. So it, it's really fun, you know, selling Nutrisource and feeding it to our dogs and working with people like you that have the testimonial that we can prove that our food is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, you know, I get emails once in a while too. And I, I just got one yesterday from somebody that lifelong bird hunter and, you know, just loves everything about the, the hunting, the safety that comes with it, the dogs and watching the dogs. And he just said, he goes, I, I tried the Nutrisource and switched and I'm really pleased with it. So thank you for the recommendation on it. And I was like, Yes, I'm really happy to hear that. Hope others have the same. You know, if you're feeding something else that you just don't feel really good about, or you're like, I don't know. I mean, I don't have the, I don't see the energy level that I thought my dog should have, or there's something different about my dog this year. You know, maybe something has changed. Maybe you want to try, uh, you know, talking to your vet about different dog food options. And certainly we, we recommend that you, Give Nutrisource a try if you haven't, because you may find that it's exactly what your dog loves, wants, needs, and performs really, really well with, um, you know. So uh, with that, I think we will uh, let you get back to work, Miles. I know you've got a few things you got to get done before you can get out to uh, the pheasant fields of Aberdeen here. I wish you well with the rest of your hunting season. Any parting thoughts? Well, thank you so much, Travis. This was a I'm a rookie at this podcast thing, so it was very <laughs> exciting, and 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 I was nervous about it. So were you really? Oh, oh yes, well, very much. You did, you did, you did very well. I appreciate you making time for us and sharing some of your wisdom. If you attend any of the trade shows, Pheasant Fest coming up, um, any of the other shows around, and if Nutrisource is there, there's a really good chance if you're in Minnesota, the Dakotas, or Montana that you will meet Miles. Say hi to him, ask questions. He will answer them. I've never heard him give a bad answer, even if he's making it up on the fly. <laughs> your, well, your, your pet will be happy because of it. And bring hunting pictures, please. Yes, there you go. There you are. Miles, thank you, sir. Enjoy the rest thank of your you, hunting Travis. season. I'll, I'll see you somewhere along the lines at a show coming up soon. Until next week, we'll be back with another episode of the Flush Podcast. Podcast.